everybody is doing well out there today. Welcome to the CFL Podcast. Today, we're going to give a quick little update in the world of CrossFit, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about my decision to open up CrossFit Livermore against the shelter-in-place orders here in Alameda County. I hope you guys get a lot out of this episode and had a great fourth. nothing negative to uh you know go over this week so far it seems to be only a positive road forward so i imagine in the future we will be hearing more from eric rosa in his vision on crossfit and where he plans to take it in the future but as for right now i doubt we'll hear much until that deal is finalized until he is official owner and ceo of crossfit um i'm sure after that we'll find out what team members he's putting in place what short-term changes he plans to make what long-term plans he uh, intends to make, and then this is overall vision as to where CrossFit is going to move towards in the uh, future, which just kind of gathering the pieces from his interview with Dave Castro and then from Dave Castro's interview with the Talking Elite Fitness guys, Tommy and Sean, um, it sounds like he he's just a true CrossFitter, true and true. He wants to bring back the CrossFit games and attach that more to CrossFit. He also wants to make sure that he doesn't drop the ball on the CrossFit health side and we start getting new people into the affiliates and um, continue continue to show that CrossFit is for everybody and CrossFit is centered around health, uh, not just competition, and then as well as uh, continue with the CrossFit training um, courses. So I'm obviously really excited to hear what he has in store. I imagine the advertisement, at least digital advertising on the interwebs, uh, will start to um, increase quite significantly because, you know, Eric has an extensive background in uh, data analytics as well as digital advertising. So I'm really curious to hear what he kind of sees uh, happening for CrossFit in that space and as well as what the value that that could bring to the affiliates at large. I also think that our timing on this, you know, is impeccable with the CrossFit community because if you think about it, we have at least here in the United States and then especially in California, we have a couple of these bigger gyms like 24-Hour Fitness and Gold's Gym and stuff starting to... Um, fail and starting to go into declaring bankruptcy and really having a tough time surviving this uh, COVID crisis, as well as coming out of it because it changes their whole entire business model to the core um, with these new restrictions and protocols that are put be putting in place uh, because of uh, COVID-19. So this is going to be a good timing on the CrossFit affiliates part because we have the ability to operate really safely under these new protocols. And with a lot of these other uh, gyms kind of falling to the wayside because they're having to change the model in which they operate. Like if you think about, for instance, like a, um, what was the like soul cycle, right? Their job is they have that square foot and they get a lot of people in a small room on the bikes all at the same time. Well, obviously that business model has to change because if number one, you have to have a certain amount of space per person inside to allow that social distancing to happen, you know, how many bikes are you able to get in there? Um, and then on top of that too, the cleaning of the bikes in between each one, is that going to, you know, is that going to change too much of that? How's that going to, how's that going to play out? Um, same with like an orange theory where they got a lot of people in a very small space, you know, how's that going to play out? Are they going to be able to run class sizes large enough to sustain, um, business or are they really counting on having a small space with a very high density people, you know, high density population within inside that space. So, and yeah, CrossFit's positioned really well to be able to excel in this new, uh, 
post-COVID-19 environment with these new regulations and different things that will be coming into businesses. So I'm really curious to see how Eric could really turn this thing around and have um, exponential growth for CrossFit in the future. I think the timing um, of everything is right and underneath his leadership with uh, you know his strategies in play, um, who knows? It's also going to be ran more like a real business, a really large global business, uh, more so than it is just kind of a, um, a small mom and pop with global reach, which is, I kind of think the way it was run a little bit before. Uh, so with some different structure being put in place, um, yeah, who knows? I'm excited. I do know that it's going to be different and I don't mean that in a negative way, but it's definitely not going to be what it was in the past, um, for better or for worse. So I'm, I'm completely optimistic. I'm excited about it. And, uh, I'm also curious to hear kind of his visions for like technology. Um, does he see CrossFit becoming something that starts a collection of data, uh, on your, you know, heart rate variability, your sleep, like this whoop product is already doing. Um, you know, there's a, a couple other ones like with the Apple watch or it's, or the products like the Apple watch that track your steps, that track your sleep, that track your heart rate variability, um, that track the amount of calories you burn, that type of stuff. Like where did, I wonder if he sees that becoming more and more um, involved within the CrossFit space as well. Because if you think about it, if he gets involved in that technology and then it goes out globally by offering it to all the affiliates uh, and finding a way to gamify it almost like Orange Theory did with their heart rates, not necessarily projecting it on a screen inside the gym, but um, you know, gamifying it as in like, each time you unlock a new level and you keep people involved uh, as far as their stats so they could compare them with an app and then that could even become its own, you know, quote unquote leaderboard or a whole other community of people tracking their calories and tracking their heart rate variability and tracking their uh, times with the workouts as well. Because with, um, you know, with CrossFit being set up as something that's quantifiable for each workout with the uh, power output equation being able to tie to each workout, you know, and I was saying this earlier in the other podcast, but if you take your body weight, the weights you used in the workout, how long it took you to do the workout, you could have a mathematic equation kind of uh, for your power output plugged into that workout. So if you take that and then you combine that with some heart rate variability along with, you know, kind of like I think Whoop calls it your strain level and stuff like that, it gives us like a lot of interesting statistics. Now, what that exactly means or what those are useful for I don't quite know yet, but the collection of the data is a start. And then again, saying you could gamify it. So then you just make a game within that. I don't really, you know, I haven't thought that through as far as what that would look like, but similar, um, similar things that like whoop is doing would also help people stay interested and stay connected with their community on even a deeper level with compa- uh, comparing stats. Now, if you took something like that too and then combined it with a MyFitnessPal thing where now we could also um, show what we're eating and you could either make that private or you could share it with other coaches uh, or you can make it public and just have it essentially be its own fitness platform um, like a like a Facebook of fitness, if you will. Uh, I, would, I could see that existing just within the affiliates starting with kind of that niche, getting it out to all affiliates. So it's almost like a year-round, more detailed leaderboard uh, than the Open is, but for all your stats in general. Um, you know, I don't know. Who knows? And then also, too, if he develops that with some sort of internal gym software that the affiliates get access to, 
Um, it obviously would hurt the ecosystem of like the mind body, the Zen planet or the Wattify there, but being able to have one cohesive software that all the affiliates can operate off of, so to speak, or at least communicate within each other. So if you have people that are moving from one affiliate to the other, you could kind of, um, see their, not necessarily their background on it, but like they could access and sign up for classes at another place, similar to how these Wattify and things are doing. But now that it would come from actual CrossFit.com, I'm curious to see how many people would kind of jump more on board with that. Um, anyhow, I'm just kind of brainstorming, just spitballing some ideas that I think might combined up with the uh, technology or the background of one Eric Rosa. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I think the deal gets closed um, at the end of July. So in about another month here, we'll, uh, we'll find out. And for all you guys that own affiliates out there, I hope you're doing okay. I know here in California, we are coming into um, July now with still, especially in Alameda County, that's my specific county, with no tell as to when gyms are going to be allowed to reopen. Um, with that being said, on June 15th, I decided to open my affiliate. Now, there was a lot that went into this uh, decision prior to opening. It wasn't something that I just did off the cuff. We took kind of a two-week uh, runway or even a little bit more than that to prepare for it. Um, I have luckily through my own members of the gym, I had access to somebody who worked within a company that specifically goes out to businesses in construction sites and clears them kind of COVID okay, if you will, but checks over and expect and inspects the protocols and make sure that they're in place. So I was able to contact that person. Um, they came out and they helped me walk through everything in the gym, went over what I needed, uh, helped me with uh, some of the stuff that wasn't quite up to speed well in advance before I opened. And then in fact, that same person then came out again, rechecked over everything that we had talked about that needed to be put up, gave me the okay, and then also trained uh, all the coaches, every single one of them on um, the COVID protocols, the symptoms, all the stuff that we need to be making sure and ensuring is being done to make sure that the uh, gym stays safe. So I, we went ahead and you know did that, had a third party kind of safety verification person come in we also are lucky to have a space big enough like I talked about earlier it's just under 8,000 square feet with two really big bay doors 30 foot high ceilings so we were able to put 12 by 12 boxes uh, 11 of them in the gym as well as having um, at least seven and a half to 10 feet of space in between each 12 by 12 box so we got fortunate with being able to adhere to these protocols and being able to exceed those standards uh, we also put a sink outside um, a utility sink that we got hooked up so you could have a, a hand wash station outside as well as a hand sanitized station when you come through the door. The coaches are required to wear masks the whole time. Um, they don't have to have it on when they're instructing, but when they get close to the perimeter of somebody's box or when we're um, doing a symptom check as they come through the door, everybody is wearing a mask. We require that all the members arrive in their mask. Once they get into their box, they are able to take their mask off. Inside your, their workout box is a bench that they, you know, they could just kind of home base. You could sit down on, throw your stuff underneath. We have a sanitization bucket that has this disinfectant spray and then a rag in there for you to clean all your stuff. 
Each box has a men and a women's barbell as well as a PVC pipe and um, as well as an ab mat for, you know, stretching on the floor or anything like that. Once you get into your box, you're able to clean everything off prior to use of it and then you clean everything off mandatory after the end of the uh, workout and then the coaches come around and ensure that everything is cleaned and making sure that the box is uh, quote unquote um, workout ready or essentially member ready. So we put a lot of thought into that beforehand because even though, um, well, we have outdoor activity allowed, so I'm kind of in this gray space right now, but even though I essentially opened the gym against the Alameda County order, I did it in the safest manner possible. And we make sure that we adhere to all those safety protocols 100% of the time. After being open for two weeks, I also followed up and sent a survey out to all the members um, that were participating. Uh, The questions included, was it easy to register for classes? Um, Did you feel comfortable and safe uh, with the COVID procedures? Were they easy to follow and understand? Um, And then the most important one was, were all the coaches being consistent with the protocols. And we obviously had a little bit of a room for improvement there. For the most part, though, we were really on track. And that was my biggest concern was that if I was going to open the gym, I didn't want to do it too early and especially didn't want to wanted to uh, make sure the due diligence was done before to make sure that when everybody did come back, they felt safe, that the gym was really clean and that we were doing it all the right way. Um, because rushing to get back open and then not having everything thought through and not really having all those protocols in place for your gym, um, will end up doing you more harm than good. Because if the members that were paying were excited to come back and then they felt, you weren't taking their health seriously or you didn't take the protocol seriously and that was something that was important to them, you might end up losing that member even when you open anyways. Um, Again, my stance wasn't a political one. It was one out of necessary. I mean, it was just, we just had to because it was coming to the point now with uh, going into that fourth month of being closed. I cannot, again, go... Um, ask for my members that were still with us to go into their pocket yet another month and pay for a service that they weren't receiving. Um, And we were at the point, too, where we were starting to lose so many of the members that we had to do anything we can to just keep the ones that we currently have to continue to survive, to kind of hold the line, to get through this period to where when we can open up, we could start, um, you know, advertising our safety protocols, advertising what we're doing in the gym to hopefully start getting a lot of our members back and start to get some new faces through the door as well. So that's kind of where my stance uh, my stance is on it. And if you guys do own an affiliate and you're considering um, open opening, really make sure that you are doing the due diligence. If you are open in your state or in your county or whatever have you, make sure that you're following up with your members. That was a, The survey thing was crucial to really making sure that our members had a voice and that um, you know, we were, we were being receptive to that and taking in that feedback and making sure that we were making the necessary changes to make sure everybody feels, uh, safe inside there and, um, everything is running as it should. So that, that's kind of where we're at now. I'll keep you guys, uh, informed as it continues, but being in California, the Bay area in Alameda County, we're in one of the more restrictive areas as far as uh, how the shelter in place goes. Um, so I'll keep you guys in tune to uh, what, what goes on here in the Bay Area and with uh, CFL. 
But as far as the CrossFit news, that's all I got for you guys for this week. But in traditional uh, sense, I think I'll probably sign this podcast off and then some sort of breaking news within the CrossFit community will happen shortly after making this one, uh, one that now I have to come back and refill you guys in with. (laughs) But hopefully not. Hopefully not. All right. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. As always, if you want to reach out, please do so. I'm on Instagram at Matthew Souza. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.